0: This is a previously recorded episode.
1: Tell me you love me, I need a good laugh, I'm holy water, you need a good bath, whiskey and perfume, you had a nightcap, now how about that? I've got a new friend, a perfect stranger, he's got a bullet with your name. Nooner Time! Welcome to the Nooner Show with Jay Dubs and Denise Brennan-Nelson. We are broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios high above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. You
2: can find us at DetroitPodcast.com. What time is it? It's Nooner Time! Somebody bring me a mirror.
3: Yeah, back at ya. I know. But wait a minute. What? It's not really hump day if there's a holiday on Monday.
0: Oh, God. You know what? We go through this every time. I <laughs> Just stop trying to change the calendar around there. It's hump day. That's the way it goes. Well,
3: don't you love that it's already Wednesday and it really only feels like Tuesday? I know. And it's beautiful out in the weathers. I know. Ugh. Now, I it's will say there day. was a storm coming from the west. So Of course, you would.
0: Well, but I mean. <laughs> Didn't uh, you we, come from the west? I, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you? Yeah, and I rolled right in, yeah. baby.
0: <laughs> Thundering and lightning. Okay, so <laughs> Memorial Day passed. Yeah, what does yeah. that mean? Well, that means um, I'm sure you have your summer bucket list going, right? <laughs> well,
3: I have an, a new idea. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to do a bucket list this year. First of all, it was Memorial Day, and that means there, I think, from Memorial Day, so Monday, there's ninety six oh so ninety. 90 What's today? Wednesday. I'm already confused. 94 <laughs> days until Labor Day. So you, you have 94 days to enjoy this summer. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, I, I just love how you count it and you have it on your it. <laughs> schedule. <laughs> okay, now I only have 97 more days. I well, you cross it off. No, the it's deep.
3: only because yeah. it's so fleeting, and I, I want. To enjoy every moment of yes. it, and I just want to be conscious of the fact that it's not going to be here forever, and right, you know, I just want to enjoy it. So, what? What are you no going to do? This list. no bucket list. Nope. I'm just. Nope. I'm not going to make. You're a just going to wing it. I'm. I'm just going to do everything I want to, which <laughs> is like what?
0: <laughs> oh,
3: I don't know. Little little boating, a little relaxing, a little reading, a little drinking, A little drinking, a lot of writing, a lot of writing, always. Yeah. yeah. Well, how many books are you working on right now? Well, I just finished one, so I have two more I'm working on. But, you know, I'll come up with a few more ideas in the
0: meantime. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah, spend time with you, hopefully. Oh, really? <laughs> no, you just tell me you're off the whole month of July. Mm. And I'm working, but you're not. Oh, come but, on. Okay. That's why we're doing two shows today. I know. Yeah, and boy, do we have a mm. show. I'm so excited. And we have a live audience here today. I know. We should introduce our audience. Yes. Well, we have Isabel Wallace. who Hi, hi Isabel, who is skipping school today because she wanted to learn more <laughs> about uh, our guest yes. here in their program. Um, And Isabel has a lot of exciting things going on. Um, You're 16, right? Yeah. Okay, so tell everybody uh, the big award that you and uh, Emma just won.
1: Um, Well, I'm in a film class at school, and um, we entered a competition for a texting and driving um, public service announcement. And we ended up winning first place and winning $2,000. Wow. So cool. Wow, that's Congratulations. fantastic.
0: But it, it didn't stop there. Then you auditioned for Super Singer, right? Mm-hmm. The Detroit uh, Fireworks. Yeah. Which our, our guest, Jean Irena Shudo, was one of the judges last year yeah. for that. Yeah. And you guys got a callback for that.
1: Yeah, we did. It was super exciting. We didn't, we had no idea. We, uh, My friend and I, Emma, did it together. together mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we went down there and it was oh, it was so professional. It was so cool.
0: How fun! That's well, congratulations. Wonderful. Thank you. So, um, and then we have John Paul Wallace in the house, singer-songwriter. Oh, wow. Hello, are you going to do the Adele version yeah. right now? <laughs> Let's hear oh, it. Come on, John it. it's,
4: Paul. That's my intro always. Yeah, how I get introduced.
0: No, that's our intro. Yeah, and <laughs> he's done with school. He yes, he he's done graduating with school finally. Yeah. Next wow. next week is graduation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: how fun! So, Are you enjoying it?
4: Yeah, it's, it is it is kind of surreal.
3: Are you writing a lot of songs? I know you were the last time I saw you.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I How don't, many? I've been working on them. I've just been kind of like polishing up a lot of the ones I've been working on for a while. How long do you them. polish a song? Well, like, I don't know. Some of them, when you write them, they kind of come out quick. And then it just takes a minute to, like, you want to switch some stuff around. And, you know, and then once you go to the studio, more stuff gets switched around and, lyrics could change and that kind of stuff. So The more it's you all play kind it. Of, yeah, it it's all and... kind of a process.
3: Now if somebody are there people in your life that would say to you, I don't like this and that, and you would really
4: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> my my mom always what? My mom. Oh yeah. Your mom doesn't say that. She always says, Oh, it's perfect, honey. <laughs> no. Love it, honey. I'm sure you're gonna sell millions. I don't no. know that woman, That's but okay. me
4: neither. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's uh. like she makes first cuts and then uh Rocky helps me and then there's a few other people that uh that I, like musicians and stuff that I go through to pick it apart and stuff. Good Make to sure have. Good, as to as good to have. As it that. Can be. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Well, all right. and who else do we have? Oh, in the and house? then we have Mr. Rocky
3: Velez in the house. So not only do I get to hear her song for our our opening song, but I get to look at her too. And oh, jeez. Yeah, she can sing later <laughs> as well. So wow. Well, it's great. I love having all this young energy in the room. Yeah. And. So, and we, we have some great guests here. Yes, we do. Um, you know, and honestly, I don't have much banter today. No, well, we have a lot to go over. I know, so. I think we should just skip all the... Get. Oh, except I do <clears throat> want to tell you, guess <clears throat> what I'm doing on Friday? What are you doing? I'm going to the Tiger game with 25 people on a party bus.
0: Ooh. Oh,
3: yeah. that a party that bus. That sounds awesome. That I've never does. been on a party
0: bus. Oh, gosh, I have. No. Oh my God. I, really? I, I don't so think much so. Oh Not gosh. that I remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you usually forget what happens before you actually
0: get to where oh, you're Oh, <laughs> so John and I went on a party bus to see Jimmy Buffett many years ago. Ooh. Yeah. And, there, you know, obviously we left all the alcohol and the keg and everything on the bus and went to the concert and came back and our driver drank it. Oh. Hit a, hit a stop sign on the way home. Yeah.
3: Oh, I
0: hope we don't have that driver. Yeah, you better. Um, Sure Are you telling me I need to, like, sit next to the... You're going to need to be the DD, so <laughs> forget the whole party bus thing. Well, it seems no. like
3: every time we've gone out, I've been the DD, so I know how to do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Well, but, well, Becca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Don't look at me. No. Not, I'm not driving you. Yeah. I've been driving Becca, our mm-hmm. CEO. So, anyway. Anyway.
0: Okay. All right. Well, 94 days left, so, so enjoy. So, actually, all. on Friday, though, is the third year anniversary party for Podcast Detroit. Right? Uh, is it yes. still a go? Yes. Yep, over okay. at Stray Cat Lounge. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I, well, celebrating I'll be at the Tiger three, Game. Yep, celebrating Aww. three years. I know. We've
3: had this in the but works for a while. Celebrating my brother's birthday. How so. could you not go though? Yeah. Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> Have the party bus make a quick stop. Oh,
3: <gasps> that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so.
5: No. All right. <laughs>
0: that was a fleeting good idea, yeah. but you know
3: what time it is, right? Yes, it's our favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. And this is our favorite segment. It uh, is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring.
0: Kevin Nixon and Sarah Clayman have been immersed in the music industry for years. Between the two of them, there isn't a segment of the music business that they haven't experienced. They've worked with legendary artists, partnered with major labels, sold over 6 million albums, and were recipients of the BRIT Awards. If that isn't enough, they founded the Brighton Institute of Modern Music, which has a 70% success rate of graduates being able to make a full-time professional living from their love of music. In 2014, recognizing the culture and history of Detroit, Kevin and Sarah brought their vision of music education to the Motor City. They are the founders of Dime and original 1265 recordings. In just a short period of time, Kevin Nixon and Sarah Clayman have been recognized and acknowledged as individuals who are on the forefront of revitalizing the music scene in Detroit. Welcome to the Nooner Show. Kevin And Sarah. Woohoo! You made it sound so cool. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, listen. I had to cut this down. I mean, there was so much. I was reading it, going, "Jeez, right. I'm tired just reading it." <laughs> I, know. I can't imagine doing all
3: of it. I know. Thank you. For, and speaking of sounding cool, we, we, we've been talking about your accents. Oh, and how cool <laughs> yeah. you really do sound. Yeah. So we we really thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah. You.
0: So, well, um, yeah, it, as Denise mentioned, this whole segment is about um, you know taking an idea and taking the idea from a wish and making it a reality. Mm -hmm. So we know that you both have very extensive backgrounds in the music industry, and at some point you two got together, started working together, and this idea was born. Mm -hmm. So take us back to that time, how the conversation started and mm-hmm.
3: take us back to the pub because that's where this yeah. idea
6: right how
0: did you know that
6: oh, oh we, wow we you've read. done some research mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, it started
3: right. in the pub i want to pre- i want to be there in the pub with you when when somebody said so can you kind of she really
0: that means of... that so we're going to start with <laughs> wine
7: for days here so you can be
0: in the pub
6: tell tell us what what was going on well we started working together three or four years previous to that
7: 20 years ago.
6: Yeah, a long time ago. Um, and I was a international promotions manager at Sony Music in the UK, and I worked with um, UK bands going out into the rest of the world. And Kev was a manager managing um, a band called Cooler Shaker. So that's where we first met. And Cooler Shaker did really well in the UK and Europe and the rest of the world, sold 2 million records and won Brit Awards and did fantastic things. Um, but through being... At a record company for myself, um, I realised that there was no training in the music industry. And I was lucky to be in the music industry because it's something my family does. My father's a concert promoter. Um, so I had um, quite an easy route into the music industry. And growing up, I'd learnt how it works and I'd hung out with him at different shows and stuff. Um, but I recognise it's really hard for other young people to get into the music industry. And also, at Sony Music, there was no training. So I started my job, and on my first day, I had a list of Sony record companies around the world, and I had a stack of records, and I was like, what do I do with them? I have no idea how to do my job. Um, And it was just through me asking questions and um, building relationships with people in the company that I understood my job and I became good at my job through work ethic and, you know, just trying to push on. Um, and for Kev, it was slightly different because he grew up in the north of England. I won't yes, talk- I'll speak for myself. Yeah, <laughs> I normally speak for him. <laughs> so
7: I come from a family of jazz musicians. Uh, my grandfather was a band leader and... Um, my, I've got four uncles who are all jazz musicians, either guitarists or bass players and various other things. And um, my mum's sister was a jazz singer and my mum oh, is wow. a jazz expert. Wow. So I grew up with all this stuff and um, I was the family rebel because I was the first uh, of the next generation. And so when Elvis and the Beatles hit, um, you know, they wouldn't listen to that music. I had to go into my own room to listen to it. But nevertheless, I inherently got all that. Background knowledge on music And so really it never And my dad was a professional soccer player So the, it never occurred to me to do anything Other than be a musician or a soccer player And I wow. ended up being both blew, <laughs> blew the soccer career very early And fortunately I got a record deal when I was 17 So um, And that was 200 years ago So I've been around <laughs> for a long time
0: So uh, the, You got a record deal when you were 17 yeah. So what were you, you weren't in jazz, so you weren't a jazz no, musician. No, no, no.
7: Of- yeah, even though I can play jazz and I am a jazz musician, you know, rock and roll is my first love. So I, I went heavily influenced by the Beatles my whole life. Mm-hmm. And because they were, you know, I'm from the north of England, so so were they. Mm-hmm. And those four guys are exactly the same ages as my uncles. So that was kind of the era that I came through. But um, I was the first one in my town to get a record deal. So getting back to the point here, we've, you know, we've been very aware right through our careers that if you live somewhere in the regions, how the hell do you get in the record industry? Right. For me, it was very difficult. For Sarah, it was a family thing already. But, you know, I I come from a, a place that's nearly 300 miles away from London. Sarah's from London. So it's not that dissimilar to coming from Saginaw or somewhere in Michigan. Right. How do you get in the music industry? It should not be that difficult. And then also the training point that Sarah made, like years later when we'd started to work together, I used to get calls from guys who I'd grown up in the industry with saying, do you know anybody who could be managing director of this label or can you recommend somebody for this publishing company? And and I would put the phone down and think, well, why have you not got people coming through already? Why are you not training them? Mm. So we decided to do something about it.
6: So in in the year 2000, we ended up in a pub and we were talking about these issues and we were talking about the music industry and how it's a closed shop and how it's very difficult for anyone, whether you're an artist or someone who wants to work behind the scenes, to break through into the music industry. And we thought it shouldn't be that difficult. And because we'd had our careers in the music industry, we recognised it's a great industry um and you can do what you want to do you can continue with your love of music and you get paid for it it's an amazing it's an amazing industry so we wanted to open that up to other young people so so the challenges and
0: the struggles in the music business sound like they're the same whether you're in Europe or whether you're in the states right yeah. because well, it's unless, the
7: same uh, unless you're in London New York Nashville or LA
0: and, and do you think it's easier if you're in those places? No. Oh, okay. It's just
7: that there's more access to it. Right. It doesn't make it easier. Right. I mean, go, going for a, a career in the music industry is one of the toughest things you could ever do. Right. You know, you, out of all the careers you can think of biochemistry, you know, right. rocket science <laughs> The the chances of success as an artist to make it to the very top, like someone like Adele.
3: Yes. Why is that? Why is the music business so complicated? I mean, we interview a lot of musicians, and I don't have (laughs) a background in music,
7: as a matter of fact, on the contrary. I could could keep talking about this subject for the next three hours. The reason why it's so complicated is that we make it up as we go along. The music industry is led by the fashion industry, and the fashion industry is dictated by young people. If anybody, you, You hear this a lot from guys in the industry, but if anyone knew what was coming next then they would be the most successful person in the industry. You can't know that because it evolves just from society and people growing up in different places. Mm
5: -hmm.
7: But, um, But the music industry is also a very young industry. As we know it now, selling records only started in 1952 when the first chart was published. Before that, it was largely just the sheet music industry and the live music industry. But records started with the charts... So from 1952 till about probably 1980, there were no rules. And so my generation of people going into the industry were subject to a lot of exploitation and got ripped off. Right. That's another reason why we wanted to go into the industry, because um, you've got very honourable people and you've got very dishonourable people. So someone like Sarah's dad, as she mentioned, he's a legendary promoter in the U.K., and then one of the reasons why he's legendary is not just because he's promoted Michael Jackson and Prince and everybody; it's because he's an honest person. And um, you know, if you want to have a sustained career, you have to have that level of honesty and non-exploitation, right. good work ethic, mm-hmm. and right. integrity.
3: Yeah. And yeah, so you you had this these backgrounds, you came together. You you know, we've got to do something to make it easier for people to have access to. Mm-hmm. So. How long did it take you from that m- moment in the pub when the mm-hmm. idea first hatched to having an actual building, yes. institution?
6: Yeah. So we um we talked about it for about a year. Okay. And you know, when we reflect on the success of BIM, um we put a lot of it down to the fact that we really talked through our vision for this music college. Mm-hmm. We talked about the ethos, we talked about the name, Um, So when we started the college and we started to talk to young musicians, parents, the media, anyone, we had this cohesive idea. Um, And I think that's very important anytime anyone starts any kind of business to really understand before you start what it is you want to achieve. Um, Saying that, we had a business plan um, to have a maximum of 300 students building over three years and we were going to keep it as a small 300 capacity college. And in the first year Um, We enrolled 180 students, then second year 360, third year 540. And before our eyes, Bim Brighton just turned into this thousand capacity college. Wow. And it blew our minds. Um, But what we realised very early on is that we had really tapped into the imagination and the drive of young musicians and they understood why they were there.
7: And we did that through listening to what young people wanted. You know, if you look at music education as a subject in itself, um, most, uh, m- much as we've got respect for universities and the way they go about what they do, it's based around Victorian principles. They take three months off in the summer. Most people don't know why that is. It's actually be based on the fact that kids used to go and harvest the fields. Right. Come on, you know, we're in nine, we're in 2016. So students who come to our colleges... They love it so much, they don't want three months off. They want to just keep going. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've busted a lot of the old thinking when it comes to music education. Um, A a degree in our country is three years. Here it's four years. If you take the content of those degrees, you can do it in two. One of the reasons they spin it out, because they charge a lot of money to do it. And also, many times kids have to move to another city. Well, in this day and age, that's not necessary, actually. You can do this online, so we have Dime online as well.
3: Oh, you do? Mm, Yeah,
7: and so consequently, what we're interested in is the student, not us. We've done great. We've made money. We're fine, you know. We're interested in getting these kids to a point where they can enter the industry informed, smart, understanding it, and have a legitimate career.
3: I think that's the point I found the most interesting is that, I mean, you know, it's an art, but it is a business, and so, so many of your courses are really to help them from a business standpoint, correct? Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about that.
6: Yeah, it's, it's really important. Um, you know, we, we say that it's great to be a, an amazing guitarist and to sit in your bedroom and play guitar, but you can't call yourself a professional musician. You really have to be able to take that skill and go and earn a li- living from it. Um, and going back to what Kev was saying about how tough the mu- music industry is and you know, it's really hard to be the next Adele. Um, It's all about realistic and obtainable goals. And we help young people find what their niche is, or niche, as you guys say. Um, I like the way you say that. (laughs) (laughs) In the market. And it's okay to be a singer and come to Dime and realize there's 19 people in the class that are better singers than yourself. That's fine. And it's better to understand and learn that in your 20s than figure it out when you're in your 30s 40s or 50s um and if that does happen to you there are lots of other jobs in the music industry where you can have a fantastic career and you can make a real difference um and you can earn money you can pay your mortgage you can buy a car you can do whatever you want in your life and it's those realistic goals that we really try and help young people find their place you know, th- this is what I
0: find so interesting. And I really just want to say thank you. Because you guys, what you're doing is you're really changing the mindset of not just musicians, but also of the masses. And I was telling Denise, it's interesting because when, for example, John Paul's graduating and people will say, what are you going to go to school for? And if he if he responds and says, you know, I want to be an engineer or a teacher or whatever everybody's okay with that but if he says i want to pursue a career in music mm. the first thing they say is that's great but what's your backup plan mm-hmm. you know yeah it's um, not
7: a proper job
0: exactly We're in I, the
7: eyes of the the generation exactly before us. exactly and that, you know those guys are running universities mm-hmm. now right and it's not fair mm-hmm. because right. you know modern music who's to say that kurt cobain is not on a parallel with beethoven who's right who says that right Right. No, you know this kind of old way of thinking. It's no use to young people. Right. We have to think like them and give them an opportunity to, for us to learn. Right. You know that's. Is it
3: more? Is
7: in Europe? Is it less like that than it is in the U.S.? Or you know, it's a funny thing because in most areas of life, America's way ahead of Europe. In this one, it's about a decade behind.
5: Mm. Oh, really? So so
7: public-private partnerships in um, education. in education in Europe particularly in England we've been we've been involved in that for 15 years mm-hmm. here uh, it's, new. it's very tough to mm. find that kind of forward thinking board of trustees who are running a university they've got a very cozy situation going on right. here and whilst it's very successful um, there's a lot of aspiration for from parents for their kids, you got to get a degree and you got to go to an Ivy League university. Mm-hmm. Well, if you come out of that university and you don't want to have that career in the thing you've studied, what was the point of that? Right, mm-hmm. right. And also, a lot of kids don't care. Right, they don't care. Right. Huh.
3: But to be able to go and learn so many of the courses that you're teaching, mm-hmm. right, and still you know do what you love. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it and, get better and, than that, does and, it? Really? No. Right. Well, and the fact is that it, it's not just about going and playing guitar or being a singer. It's There's a vast uh, uh, amount of things you can do in the music business yeah. it doesn't and, mean you have to perform it, it you can write you can produce you can there, you can make a great career
6: yeah yeah for sure and a lot of our students when they graduate they go into other areas of the music industry that they didn't even know existed right when they first came to college which
3: I find that to be true about so many things when you think about um, you know in high school uh, you John Paul you can probably talk about this where they have um, career day and they bring in the standard careers. And so Boring. right, right. Yeah. right. And I've been telling schools for years, you know, bring in entrepreneurs and different so people can see how they really do spend their day.
7: It's it's just too limited. It's mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Yeah. So, like so, we need so to the, broaden
7: everybody's. So the whole thinking of do you want to get a law degree or a medical degree, yeah. you know, that, that, that's or a gone. a degree. It's yeah. gone. It's, it's way rural. gone.
3: And even underneath those uh, umbrellas, there's mm-hmm. so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we don't even give that. I think we need to be better at that all around. But so what who should you know, what kind of
6: students talk about your students that you have at the university? Mm-hmm. So um, we are an institute. We're not institute. allowed to call ourselves okay. a university. Um, so we have a variety of, of students. Um, we have our degree program. The bachelor's program is our core program. Um, Students on that programme tend to be somewhere between 18 and 26 years old. Um, They're all very passionate about music. Um, But when they come to us, they choose their specialism. So they either come um, choosing guitar, bass, drums, vocals, songwriting or music entrepreneurship. Um, The students on the music entrepreneurship course could be musicians, singer-songwriters or people that don't play an instrument. Um, But we're finding a lot of the music entrepreneurship students are young musicians who aren't interested in going into the corporate world and getting signed by a major record label. They actually want to self-manage. So they want to learn about the business to help them self-manage their Mm -hmm. artistry. Um, But students come from all over. Um, We tend to be getting students at the moment because we're a startup and we're only two years in, um, primarily from Michigan. Um, 50% are from the Metro Detroit area, but they're all hugely talented. We have an amazing program and the students get at the end of every semester to do end of semester shows. And through that process, you see the camaraderie that happens within the four walls of Dime. Um, And the songwriters talk to the vocalists who talk to the guitar players. You know, everyone is a community and everyone's working together together on enhancing their careers
0: and they're all they're like-minded and very much sure there's
6: quite a connection
0: i I notice you have um there's an audition Mm -hmm. on june 3rd that's right what what is the
6: audition for so the audition day is um it's really important for us to meet every student that is interested in coming to dime Um, and during that hour's audition um about 50 percent of it is talking about the instrument playing skills but the other 50% of the time is really understanding the student and the career goals, what they want to achieve, because it's important for us to make sure DIME is the right place for that student. Mm. So it's a chance for the student to ask us questions and us to ask the student questions, and we help the student find the right program for them. Now, do you turn people away? Um, We do turn people away. We also at DIME have short courses and summer programs, Mm -hmm. but to get on the degree you can't be a beginner you have to have a a, a certain level of playing skills and music theory knowledge okay um so it's that we're looking for in the audition and if a student is not ready for the BA program we will either recommend a short course a summer program or we can say to the student you know what go away for two months practice this Get better at that, come back re audition and we we'll see mm-hmm. if you can get onto the programme.
0: Okay. So for example, some of the programs that you have advertised, like in August you have the funk program. Funk camp, yeah. Yes. Um, so
6: what how does does somebody audition for that or No. You no, you don't need you only have okay. to audition for the bachelor's programme. Okay. Um, but we do encourage every student to come and talk to us through that audition process so we can explain what the funk camp's about. So for example, we're holding three summer schools, um three summer sessions over the summer. One's a rock session starting on June 27th um, in partnership with 89X, Mm -hmm. the radio station. Another one's Mopop sessions, which is in partnership with the um, festival, Mopop. And then we have the funk camp. Mm -hmm. So those students tend to be uh, 12 plus, but the majority of them are 16 to 20 years old. And in the morning they learn the song of the day in their own instrument-specific groups and then in the afternoon they come together and play on stage. Oh, wow. Um, So it's a chance for the students to understand the technique... Of the song, but also to play together, because we, fi- we find a lot of young people don't get the opportunity to play in bands and be right. on stage together, and that's a very different kind of dynamic and skill set you have mm-hmm. to learn as a and musician.:. Important, yeah. As you guys, yeah Isabel and
7: John Paul nodding. There's, yeah. one, there's one other little thing, and that is on the entrepreneur degree. Um, if, if we meet young people who aren't musicians but have got uh, uh, already got going, um, like for instance someone running a venue or someone who's a local promoter might be putting shows on at a gig in Ferndale or something like that if they want to come and do an entrepreneur's degree we still ask them uh, to learn some music theory because mm-hmm. one of the things that we've noticed in our years in the industry is oftentimes when you get a record deal you end up working with an executive who really doesn't understand you doesn't really know about music, has just got opinion and experience. And so we felt that from day one we wanted to populate the other jobs with people who have got an understanding of music as well. So, for instance, hmm. Sarah used to be international promotion director at Sony. If you'd had some music theory, do you think that would have helped your... I feel like I'm interviewing you now.
0: Yeah. Let <laughs> well, 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 me consider that. Connection. Kevin just took But, you
7: know, work. you had to do... Yeah. <laughs> You had to deal with artists all the time, and so someone yeah. like you yeah would have been a perfect candidate.: I,
6: I think that's absolutely true, and it was only through my professional relationship with Kevin being a producer and a musician, that I learned about music, and I learned to speak to musicians on that level right. and Had I not learned that, I think it would have been harder for me to do my job yeah for sure so, so you it know makes any young so people sense, really. right.
7: any young people who are listening to this. And who aren't musicians should still come and talk to us because, as Sarah was saying, there's so many other career opportunities that we can inform them about and show right. them.
3: Yeah. Right, right. Sure. And who doesn't love music? Oh, I mean, you, right. you know. I mean, yeah. I like to think I sing yeah. well, but she's pointing out every week that
0: <laughs> she <laughs> not can't so much. She, you'd be one of the ones they would turn away. Oh, oh, sure, I'm pretty I'll sure they'd audition <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah. They, they yeah. sign me. me up for the entrepreneur yeah. Yeah. class. You have
3: a great quote in your. Oh, um, yes. In your. Um, oh, website, yeah, sure. on your website. Well, but it's in one of your rooms. I'm not sure which one. Your your building looks beautiful, by the way. But the Ray Charles quote, for sure. Yeah, I never wanted to be famous. I just wanted to be great.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, we were going Gaga over that. What a great quote! Right? Who who picked that?
6: Um I think we both did. Okay. He's looking I mean at it's me. like, is that like something You're going to start always, a fight. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, well,
7: that's what I was trying Ray to do. It. my idea. I think, was we my got idea. It, I think we got it off the Jamie Foxx movie. I've always yeah. loved Ray Charles. Okay. Because Ray for me personally, Ray was one of the few artists who had a jazz background but made it as a pop artist. Oh. So my grandfather who was very like disciplined with music and my uncles, they were all cool with me listening to Ray Charles because he had the chops. Um, but then we both saw the Jamie Foxx movie and loved it, didn't we? Mm.
3: It's so great. Yeah. Do you feel that that's true, that movie. too many people want to be famous, but they don't want to sure. do the well, world to be day and great? Age, yeah. I mean,
7: you know, without being critical of American Idol or Pop Idol or X Factor or The Voice, the problem that we've got with those shows is they're TV shows that are got short-term... View of careers in the music industry, so you can win that show and be driving a cab a year later.
6: Right? It doesn't give you a cab's any. Cabs a
7: taxi. Yeah, we
0: yeah. Don't know. <laughs> cabs
7: an American word, okay. um, and we
0: know we know what pubs are too. John.
7: Right. <laughs> so, so unfortunately, with those shows, you've got to support them to a point because they're giving new talent an opportunity. Right. But it's not original talent; they only sing. Famous songs or well known songs. Right. One of the reasons why we signed Gina Irena Shuto is that she had a very frustrating time reaching the final because she's a songwriter and they weren't that interested in hearing her songs. Well, if you're going to have a talent show, why would you limit yourself like that? Right. If you've got a contestant who's a great songwriter, you throw the rule book out and you let her play her own songs. Right. She had to fight the whole production company, her and her mum, just to be able to play one of her songs on one of the shows. Which, if you listen to her debut album, which is coming out this year, yes. she is as good a songwriter as I've ever heard. Yeah. Right. For a 19-year-old girl. Right. You know, so they're not really doing the job that they should. Mm-hmm. They could do so much better. Well,
0: because it's really more about TV. Yeah. I mean, it's a TV show. Yeah. I, they're not concerned about the careers of the, the people auditioning. The most
7: important it's- thing is the advertising.
3: Right. 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 And they want to hear songs that everybody, they think, can relate to, but... Yeah. Right. They did have uh, on The Voice where, where they could sing a song that they had written. Oh, that's right.
7: They and, did. And it was great. Right. Yeah. It was right. kind of nice.
3: How they, th- yeah, you well, know, what
7: what the, you know, the thank, advertisers know Thank was God. Like. It only took 15 years right. for that yeah. to
3: happen. Well, <laughs> right. you're making yeah. me think that would be a great show where it's just original. Maybe that's your next. Oh. Uh, <laughs> now, she, now she's going to give
0: you business. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, you guys were so successful in the U.K., was the transition to the u.s with this did you keep the same principles and values that you did in the uk starting the school here was it the same or did you feel like you had to change as you got to understand the culture here and the climate and everything else
6: Mm, well we've been here two years now um and we speak the same language but we don't on so many levels and quite often um, quite early on, we would be c- talking to people, and you would just get this kind of smile and but this glazed look, and you'd be like, "Okay, well." well called I'm, the deer in the headlights. Like yeah. like <laughs> I'm obviously saying something in a weird way, you know. Uh-huh. And some some things do get lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried to bring to keep our culture and keep the kind of British culture um, into our business, and, and it's something we're very proud of. And we have always. Um, put a lot of our success down to the team around us it's not just about kevin i it's everyone working as a team um and that we are trying to instill in our team in detroit um but it's different here you know it is very different you guys with your employment contracts you're employed at will in the uk it's completely different you know so we are you know we work really hard to make our team feel like a team and feel like we are not going to get rid of anyone within two weeks' notice, you know? So yeah. it's, it's elements like that for oh, the culture that we're, okay. we're really trying to kind of keep into our ethos and our work ethic. Was it hard to build?
3: I mean, it looks like you have a great team
6: We of have an instruct- amazing
3: team. Did it, I mean, it's only been two years, so you're doing something really right.
6: Yeah, well, that was kind of the easy part, wasn't it? We opened yeah.
7: on um, well, Woodward. What we didn't know, um, you know, we, we obviously didn't turn up in Detroit. We did some research about what we were doing and actually Detroit was one of about five cities we were interested in. But what we were unaware of was the level of latent ability that was in Detroit that had not had an opportunity to engage with professional music for... Well, I think the last really big record deal was The White Stripes. Mm, So that was 2001. Wow. Um, There's a couple of people been signed since then and, you know, like Kem, he's amazing. He's, He's signed to Motown. And there's always one or two going to get through, but in the main, uh, the White Stripes and Eminem were the last two big acts to come out of here. And so we suspected that this would be the case, but we had no idea of how many people there were, for instance, still in the churches, who have come up through in a musical way, in the same way that um, all of those Motown guys came through. So Aretha Franklin's Dad's right. Church, it's still there in the same place. Um And when we opened our doors, we felt like we were just a catalyst, really. Anybody could have done it, but it just happened to be us. And in came all these people. I mean, our head of songwriting, Antea, she's been in Detroit her whole life. She's got co-writes with Beyoncé, Timberland, you name it. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's been living here the whole time and having to go to Nashville and to L.A. to get work. Mm. So that's just one example I could tell you. 50 Mm -hmm. and and people just walked through the door and they said we'd love to be involved and we were like well come on then in fact our first employee she literally knocked on the window the first morning that we were in our pop-up shop that's Elise McCoy and now she's head of recruitment wow and she's a producer I've trained her up to do a lot of the things that I do and she's an an amazing talent
5: yeah wow
3: Yeah. do you still I I know you said somewhere um, about you know it it Surprised you because it, 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 it was from your hearts mm-hmm. and you had this success. Do you still feel that way? I mean, I know, you know, with the struggles and stuff.
6: Yeah. Has it dampened that at all? I hope not. Um, it hasn't dampened it at all, actually. And you have moments in our academic calendar and experiences at Dime where you're standing in an audience and it could be an open mic night or it could be the end of semester show or you could just walk into a classroom and you see something so amazing that it stops you in your tracks and you go, wow, we're here, we've done it, this is just incredible because, you know, people get so caught up in their day-to-day life and we're all on the kind of hamster wheel and we're like pushing on, pushing on and you need those moments in life that just go, wow, this is why we're here, you know? Right.
7: Yeah, it happens, I'm very happy to say it happens quite often Mm. because because the other thing is that having just ended our second year the improvement in some of these kids is off the scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, our end-of-show uh, end of term show that we just did, mm-hmm. I was stunned. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like because it's not just our team that are doing a good job, our mm-hmm. instructors a part of that team as well mm. but actually the response from the students yeah. that's where the big payoff is yeah. it's incredible and this is this is the
6: best time for a student to be at Dime because we have smaller numbers you know when the campus grows to a thousand students right. we won't remember a thousand faces it's, right. it's almost impossible but right now we have such kind of strong relationships with each and every student that we can we're, we're monitoring their progress right you know yeah. so uh, you and know. it was like
7: this in the first couple of years at BIM too mm. I mean you know, like by year four, we had one band that got signed to Virgin Records three months into the first semester. Wow! And sold one point seven million of their wow. The you know, once that happens, it tends to open the floodgates. Oh, sure, it'll happen here. Right? Yeah. We don't know when. It right. Might right. Be, it might be ten years. We don't care. You right. know, we're here. We bought a house. We live here now, and yeah. You know, we're here for the long term.
0: Well, in in. It, I can just imagine these kids that um, never realized all the possibilities and you've given them hope. Yeah. You know, that they can pursue what they love and make money at it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna listen to one of the songs that uh, one of your students, You Don't Know by Charles Lester, correct? C
7: three. Charles
6: Laster the third.
0: Okay, the third. You
8: said you love me but you cheated. Got me sitting. I still can't figure out the reasons You just need to know I don't need you You would think after I left that there was something missing but I ain't missing nothing, baby, you got me forgetting All the times that we shared, I'm sure you're gonna miss them But you had your chance and made others in to chase another man for whatever the reason Why you looking so lost I told you I'm leaving It didn't really matter when I said I love you Now you acting like, like you love Friends. Hope I never see you. for your father friend and you fall in love, but they don't wanna love you. Get tired of you, and they end up cheating, Should've known when you were singing these. You it was the type of girl that didn't. Getting up my phone, trying to come back to me, but I takes back. Got you looking like. be friends, but what you did, I will never let it happen again, and you were supposed to be my girl to the end, but I don't need you, so you're better off just finding a friend, i feel be a fool to let you come back again, I pray to God I'll never see you again, and you should win an Oscar for best actress, cause you're the best at acting like you don't know, you're acting like you do acting like you do acting, like you. acting like you don't know,
7: Wow, yeah. excellent. So, student? Yep.
0: Okay, so did he write the song? How yep. did this yeah. happen? Yep.
7: Well, he um, he is just one of many great students um, who are s- specifically talented songwriters. One of the reasons why we do this album every year, because this is volume two of our Dime Students, it's called Dime Sessions, oh, and it's the sweet. Dime Students album. Yeah, I like that. So... Charles was very bright like I think the first week everybody noticed him first of all he's very
5: handsome
7: <laughs> um, but he's got that personality where he'll put his hand up before another guy you know and that's a very key factor if you want to get anywhere in the music industry and so we all became very aware of him um and he was he was always wanting to get advice. He'd stop me in the hallway or stop you, mm-hmm. and it'd be, uh, "I'm doing a show tomorrow night. Can you come? You know, here's a ticket. You know, oh, well. that, that's mm-hmm. that's the smart way to be." Um, but once we started to understand his ability as a writer, we put him with a, one of the producers um, who I put together for this album each year. So there's a guy called Duran, who's an amazing producer. He's, had, he's won a Grammy for a song called Champagne Life with uh, Neo and he is one of our instructors. So I figured that these two would get along, and the minute they started working together, these songs came from what was a very basic demo with just Charles on piano and vocal into that. Wow. And that took less than a week for them to make that process. Wow. And then they go in the studio, and then, you know, because Duran is very experienced, he was able to show Charles how to take what they'd got Mm -hmm. into being a really first-class recording. Wow. So Charles is now capable of probably doing that himself
3: Wow You mentioned you, t- you just said a couple things that it takes you know that, that makes somebody stand out Yeah If you had to tell a musician what they needed like three to five skills or characteristics or what would they be?
7: Well you know the, the number one thing in the music industry is the industry is full of talented artists like last year alone new artists signed to Universal in America only, 59 acts, just to one label. So there's no question about finding talent. There's loads of it around. But what's going to make one or two of those 59 push-through? Personality, hard work, and the ability to get up off the canvas when you've just been knocked down. Mm. Get up again. Knocked down, get up again. And, you know, for me personally, because my dad was a professional soccer player... It's, it's very much like boxing If you're going to make it in soccer You've got to have that resilience And so I'm very grateful that I got his personality And it's the same with musicians it's, There's no difference whatsoever It can take you you know, If you take an example like Gina Irina Shooter What happened to her at 17 How many times is that going to happen? Right. Right. Hardly ever mm. But her talent is good enough Along with the personality And the drive that she's got She would have got there anyway She happens to have started working with us, but she's too good not to make it happen, and she's got the drive. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the combination.
3: Right. You can't just have the talent. You've got to have the talent and the drive, and it's the people that persevere. I mean, don't
0: you think? A lot of it is that. And and, and you're right. It it, it is like treating it like, a sport, or like you're you're trying out for the Olympics. Really, mm-hmm. you have to put that kind of time and discipline and yeah. personality into a it. A lot of yeah.
7: parallels between sport, and right?
3: Music. I agree. Have you had a lot of naysayers? You know, it's,
6: this isn't going to work. Or, I mean, yeah, there's there's people in the industry who said, "Oh, you can't teach rock and roll." You know. Um, and those people that used to say
7: that to us ten years ago are now eating their words. <laughs> yeah.
6: They're coming behind the scenes saying, hey, who you got we can
7: sign, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, here, here's just a few names that have come out of music education since we started 15 years ago. Adele. Right. Amy Winehouse. Um, <laughs> Katie Mello probably didn't even do anything else. Yeah. Um Yeah. Well, that's enough, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, um, say no more. But, but yeah. if, you, if right. you stack them up, I think... Um, I think there's something like 20% of all artists that get signed to a major label have had some kind of music education. In our case, you know, w- James Bay came from our college, Tom O'Dell, uh, The Kooks, George Ezra, these guys have all sold over a million of their debut albums. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think that you can't teach rock and roll because rock and roll's moved on from the days when those guys thought you couldn't teach it, yeah. you know? Right. Like, you might get someone like Keith Richard, who who is a very purist blues guy, mm-hmm. who might say, well, you know, you've got to listen to Muddy Waters and all the rest of it. You don't. Yeah. It's just as relevant to have grown up listening to Eminem and have those skills and go into the industry of, mm. of, of today.
6: And it's really important to understand the ethos, though, because we and our instructors do not tell students what to do. We tell them how to do something and how to make decisions and how to reflect... Um, there is a class called Artist Studies where students look, they can pick their favourite artists from the past and look at what decisions that artist made and where it led their careers. Mm. So it's very self-reflective. Wow. So we're not telling students, write a song like this and do this and wear this and right. have a, take a photo by this person. It's not about that. It's just about guiding young yeah. people so you you, know? you allow them to have creative yeah. control yeah. in yeah. their careers yeah. and they have to find their own voice right it's we like having can't a coach them that voice. like going back to right. the sports thing mm-hmm. yeah. right. I mean, you can be have
3: a lot of talent but if somebody's not in there to coach you and how to use that talent, right yeah yeah wow i mean it's let, possible how today. are you getting it out there i mean what do you do to or uh, or, or is it, it speak for
6: itself it kind of speaks for itself so um a lot of uh, students hear about us just through word of mouth and experience of other students or instructors. Um, we have a really good relationship with 89X. Um, we've done a lot with Super Singer. Um, the last two years we sponsored that. We're not sponsoring it this year, but um, and we do a lot of social media and we celebrate our student success. And we've always believed that it's cooler and the message is more direct when it comes from the musicians. Right. You know, if we celebrate what they're doing. Right. Then people get it.
0: Let's talk about, uh, we're running out of time here, but um, can we talk about the uh, label, mm-hmm. Original 1265? Yep. So how, is that an offspring of Dime? Is it a completely separate business? Do you, how does that work? Mm-hmm.
7: So when we got here, we told you we talked to all these young musicians. You went to another pub, didn't you? <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, you I know should. where this is going
7: yeah, You don't have many of them here you should have, you should have more. Oh, you should hang around with us yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, they're very creative places um, <laughs> the, um, the thing was that when we opened our pop-up shop in March of 2014 and, you know, we were talking to young people that were just coming in off the street uh, Sometimes we would then go to gigs and we would see brilliant artists and so we would say to him, why have you never got anywhere? You know, did you never think of, like, trying to get a record deal? Nah. No one comes to Detroit. Um, everybody just flies over here. That was that yeah. was what everybody said to so us. There was no us. point in even trying. No. They they, they, they just wow. laughed at us, actually. And so we... Um, you know, when we were in England and we had BIM, we made a conscious decision not to have a record label and sign students um, because we didn't want to appear in any way exploitative. And so... We decided not to do that, and some of the artists that went on to be very successful, we just helped them, mostly me and Sarah personally. We'd introduce them to a label, find them a lawyer, find them a manager, and off they would go. And uh, you know, a lot of people used to say to us, why don't you sign these kids yourselves? Well, you know, as I said earlier, we're fine, we've had great careers, we don't need it. Um, but when we got here, we realised that actually it was Detroit that needed it. So we decided to start a label for kids in Detroit, not necessarily for dime. And um, the, the American music industry right now is in a very unusual period because of the three major labels: Sony, Universal, and Warner. Two of them, the CEOs are English, and they're friends of ours who we grew Ooh. up in the industry. I grew up in the industry with. And then the third one, Warner's, is owned by a Russian guy who lives in London. Oh, wow. So it's no, it's no coincidence that Adele, Sam Smith, um, Ed Sheeran, Damn. that these British acts are breaking through. And so we thought to ourselves, well, it'd be a great time to start a label. So we found up um, Steve Barnett, who runs Capitol Records, who we both know and we've worked with before, and we said... Steve, we're in Detroit. We want to start a label, and he said, "Okay, we'll do a deal with you right now." And in a few days, we did a deal. Mm-hmm. So,
0: wow. so it's a division of Capitol Records,
7: then? No, no, we have a distribution deal with them. Oh, okay. We own the label ourselves, uh-huh. um, and up to date, you know, we haven't signed any students. We've just signed artists from Detroit. Okay. Um, so we've signed a girl called Charity, right? Who's from West Detroit. Mm-hmm. And we put out one EP by her, and we signed Gina Arena Shuto. Right, and we signed a band called MPV. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're probably going to sign at least one more act this year. Okay, and um, you know we could sign we could probably sign ten, but right. we have to keep it manageable. And what we want to do is try and get somewhere with these acts. Are
6: you having fun right. with that? Yes, it's great. You know, it's it's great to see the development of the artists on the label as well, because you know, someone like Charity has been a singer songwriter, Neo Neo Soul singer songwriter for the last ten years. Um, She's every record she's released, she hasn't been happy with in the past. So we met with her, um, we developed a relationship with her, and Kev took her into the studio, and she turned around, she said, "I love this record. I love my record. I'm really proud of it." And if we can just be a little bit part of that, then that's a huge achievement right. for us.
3: What, one last question, then I want to open it up for these three. So be thinking, if you have a question, this is your chance. Um, what do you talk about at dinner?
6: Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we talk shop all the time. <laughs> and we have to say, no more work. Right. Well, but, we talk
7: about our dogs, though, because back yeah. in England, we have our sheep dogs. They make oh, me cry. And we miss do? them. do yeah. make me oh, cry. Yeah. Oh, then why can't you bring them here? Well, we could, but we have Dime Online room from England. So actually we go back there quite often. Okay. Yeah.
3: Now, so. do you travel around... I mean, have, where have you been mm-hmm. around Michigan? Do
6: you go up north? We haven't been up north uh, yet, which is yeah. really bad because we don't to. take any time off.
3: You have to go up to Lake yeah. Michigan. Go over to Lake Michigan. Yep. Start Drive the coast. Go up to Traverse <sighs> City. Okay.
0: Yeah. Now she's going to share her summer bucket list. And we're running out of time. It's <laughs> well, not come about your vacation. You? Can we hang with you this summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you won't get anything camping done. Trip. No, go only- up. <laughs> you know. Hey, there's some great music up there as well.
6: Yeah,
0: for Real quick, though. I know we want to open it
6: up to the kids.
1: Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm super inspired, to be honest with you. Um,
6: Tell us a little bit about yourself, then.
1: Um, well, I've been, well, I've been a musician my whole life. I've played piano for ten years, and, um, I've always loved to sing. And I'm kind of starting, kind of starting my singing stuff
6: a lot right now, so, um... But you entered Super Singer?
1: Yes, with yes. With
6: your friend, mm-hmm, or...? And mm-hmm. so you're a duo? Yes. And what style of music do you...?
1: Um, play? pop, kind of... Yeah, You know, we're kind of exploring.
6: Great. But, yeah. So you sing covers or you sing your own music?
1: We we attempted to write a song.
6: Cool. <laughs> it's,
1: <Accepted>. you know, <laughs> we were trying, um, but mostly covers.
6: Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we also have an event um, called Dime for a Dime on mm-hmm. June 18th. I don't know if you know about this, but no. um, it's an event where anyone can come to the college and just pay a dime and sit in any lesson oh, oh and wow. the lessons are kind of like uh-huh. 20 minutes on rotation so you can sit That's in so songwriting good. guitar vocals you can sit in them all depending on how much time you have and it is an awesome for experience a awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Go and a for a dime dime <laughs> for a
3: dime
7: <laughs> so if you can afford a dollar you can fill the whole day
3: yeah. wow
2: what,
0: what time do you open um, I think it's 12 o'clock is it, I didn't see that on your website and do they just walk in, in or in. do they just walk in or just do you sign in. up we'll ahead put that on our Facebook yeah we will put that on our you,
6: Facebook so you should come sit in the songwriting yeah. class because Antea Shelton, who's head of songwriting. It, yeah.
0: That'd be so
8: cool.
6: And what she does is she gets the class to collaborate and they write a song in 20 minutes. Yes. Wow. That's and it kind That's of is it. developed before your eyes and it is amazing.
1: That yeah. is amazing. Is there anything else that you would um, like recommend for either me or like kids my age because I'm a little bit younger, like... I'm 16.
0: So, like, what
6: what would we do right now in to get started in music? I think that um, I think you should be confident. I think it's great you've entered Super Singer because I think that's all practice. It's Mm -hmm. all exposure, Um, and you know, when you're 16, it's okay to develop. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're in the kind of development stage, so it's okay to know what you. Not know where you're going right. But it's really important to figure out What you don't want to do mm-hmm. And what style of music you don't want to do And just stick to, stick to what you love And stick to what makes you feel good Who's your favourite
7: artist?
1: Oh gosh
7: <laughs> Just pick one
1: I do love Adele
7: Okay so be honest. Something I else you can her. do Case study Adele Find out what yeah. she did when she was your age mm-hmm. Find out what she did next
5: mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do the same thing Okay yeah Cool
7: Thank you very much I was, and you kind of answered
4: this a little bit. I was really curious on what the songwriting classes are like, because like that's like it
7: blows my mind. How, like, how do you teach someone creativity? Like, well, you have to get it out of them, because a lot of times people think that you know that it's just lack of confidence sometimes. So, if 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 you one one of the key things with songwriting is most people struggle with lyrics, yeah, and that's a confidence thing. But if you are well read, so I mean. My mum was a self-educated child. She grew up in a very poor place. But she used to sneak into the library and she used to read 20 books a year as a little kid. Now, me and my brother, we inherited that. So I still read 20 books a year. And that really helps you from a lyrical point of view because you learn about how to conduct, compose sentences and be concise with your writing. So, you know, it sounds very dry to say something like that, but if you go and read John Lennon's books... You will, it will open up a whole other world And yeah. it's influenced by people like Lewis Carroll Alice in Wonderland So you start to use your imagination And those are the things that will trigger you as a songwriter Wow
0: That's,
7: That's good, good advice Yeah, it yeah.
0: really is good uh, Rocky, I'm like just soaking this Taking right all
1: Taking it all
6: away Tell us a bit about yourself
1: um, Well, I've been performing and... Uh, I've been working oh sorry <laughs> um, and the, I've been well we're both signed with a label in New York so I've been working with a, a songwriter now for I think we've been working together for like three years so just working on like the day daily basis with him and uh, we have like a really great system like we we work with other musicians and he'll start an idea or I'll start an idea and we just go back and forth and he polishes and polishes and polishes and that's made me completely think in a totally different way because I was a rock singer for a long time and then but I have classical background and i have a uh, gospel background so i kind of broke out of that cuz it didn't feel quite as natural to me as to be able to like really sing um, like what I'm doing now, so it's kind of like all twisted and turned. And I'm like, where do I the, sign the, up?
0: Though <laughs> the theme, the theme song enough. that you heard today is the song that great. she wrote.
6: Great, great. And performed. that's awesome. It's a little far mm-hmm. from rocking, yeah. real, but <laughs> right. when well, you're signed in New York,
1: yeah, we're signed with Bulldog. Actually, him and I are both signed. So. Great, awesome. Yeah,
6: cool. Well, I want to come to one of your shows. So let oh, me know. June well, 18.
0: there is a good one. <laughs> June 18. So after have to dime all day. <laughs> yeah. We'll all
3: go to the. Yeah, so at, the awesome. Detroit, <laughs> at the
0: Detroit Pub, actually, they're both opening different acts, yeah. but yeah. The, they're, uh, the main act is T-Money Green, so they're both going to open sure. that show. But anyway, we do have to wrap this up. We want to have you guys back for sure, though, in the fall. and. Get right. caught up on what's going on because I know you're also um, partnering with the university in Colorado. Is that true? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So
3: you did get through to somebody. We yes, did finally. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell we us like quickly about that. We we're, we have a two hour show by the way today. Our next guest is here. We have author Chris or Charles Francis. He's going to be um, talking about being a foster parent yes, and, and, and the the, foster, the system, and a book and an
3: album that he and an album, right. uh, with with kids songs. So stay tuned to that. We'll we'll be right. we won't be bantering. Before no, we're him, just so. going to
0: keep going. But we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, when uh, for those of you listening, check out Dime Detroit Institute of Music Education. Go on their website; it has all the information you need and um, find out. You know, if if nothing else, go on June eighteenth to the um, Dime for a Dime, yeah. and yeah. they're in downtown okay. Detroit. Downtown Detroit. Yep. Which the
3: one thing we didn't talk about, but I just like to would put this out there mm-hmm. is that you really do promote Detroit. Yeah. Your yes. website, I thought, was amazing that yes. you had um, one of the tabs was about Detroit Detroit life. Right. And the person that has that quote, um, the woman Jeanette, the I'd, woman. I'd yes. like to have her on yes. the show. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Where she talks about Detroit is big enough. For to matter in the world but you're small enough to matter in it I think exactly. that's right. That, yep. right. right sorry yeah. Jenna
7: if I screwed that up
3: that's a great Thing to say, yeah. Well, we're, fight, we're
7: fighting the cultural fight for downtown. Yeah, it's uh, not just a business district; it's got culture too. And yes. you know, that's why we chose to go down there, and um, we took a lease on that building. Yeah, and it's on know, Griswold, correct? It's on Griswold and Grand River. Okay, yeah. and um, and you can you can for, go there for a tour for
6: a tour. And anyone yeah. who's still a bit nervous to come downtown, just come once. And oh, if you come yeah. yes, once, great. you will fall in love with it, and right. you'll realize that it's a wonderful place yes, to be.
3: Right. And you also rent out your basement.
6: Yep, yep, oh. we have a 300 capacity live music venue right. um, that's available to rent and people have birthday parties wedding parties it looks office amazing. parties Christmas parties yes. it's a really fun space
3: I could
0: yeah. have my own concert there I you, you, you <laughs> I think be the you only should. one there I don't think you need 300 uh, capacity for 300 my family would yeah, come. <laughs> that's true okay but real quick uh, just quickly tell us about this partnership with the uh, Colorado University.
7: Yeah, so we got invited. um, Actually, someone who used to work um, in the Detroit Downtown Partnership got headhunted to go and work at the Denver Downtown Partnership, and they'd been to our college. So they told the mayor of Denver what we were doing, and we got invited to Denver. Mm -hmm. and we just went really for a look around. We we we, we still have a very close friend who lives near Denver, so actually it was a good excuse to go and spend the weekend with her. Mm -hmm. But when we got there, we met the two universities that are in downtown Denver. One of them, which is called Metro State University Denver, incredibly, the vice president had already been in partnership with the UK Music College, a little bit smaller than the one we had, but he had partnered with them at his previous job in Oklahoma. So when he met us, he knew all about us. Oh, wow. And we couldn't believe it. Wow. I mean, this was, this was, you would never believe this could happen. Yeah. Right. Anyway, we had a look around MSU Denver, and we talked to the president, whose name's Dr. Steve Jordan. These guys are the most forward-thinking educators we have ever met in our whole careers. And so within wow. a, literally within a couple of hours, we just decided to partner. Wow. wow. See, and so, so we're not all backwards thinking in the U.S.
6: <laughs> so <laughs>
0: when is this going to happen? Um, right. We
6: hope it's going to happen in time for the fall. Um, oh, okay. So students could audition oh, now for the Metropolitan State University of Denver Bachelor of Arts degree. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, congratulations.
7: That's, That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. That'll keep you here for a little while longer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So right. we're going to do Dime Denver. That's going to go on sale later this year. Okay. So that will be our second college in, in America.
0: Wow. wow. Great. Well, oh, wow. congratulations. And again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a nooner. Yeah, there you <laughs> go.
3: And Jean-Irene Ashuto, yes. when her album's ready, we'd love to have oh, yeah, her back Oh, yeah, we want to have her back on. She was in, a great um, guest. The episode 36 is Jean-Irene Ashuto. I I'm pretty sh- It is? It okay, is. Okay, 36. You are correct.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Eventually, it'll have titles as soon as we... Get caught up, on yeah, that get, show. Our
3: du- get our ducks in a row. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, can you say ducks, ducks in a row in your in your? Uh, oh, here we ducks,
0: go. Go. We? ducks in a row. ducks in a row. Okay. So anyway, we do have a segment, a part of our show. We have our sip on this, and we always try and pick a drink that we think fits the story. And um, so we were looking, and nothing really struck us that would suit you guys, because you guys are very unique in what you're doing, but we did find dynamite wine, and we thought, you know what? You are blowing <laughs> it up gosh. here, so this is an honor of dying. <laughs> okay. I wish you could have heard Jackie
3: on the phone. What, what about this one? I, that, no. What about? We're no. trying to, well, what about this? I'm like, it it's like they're that. so unique. None of our wines fit them. Isn't there a European wine we can get by <laughs> well, dynamite? Well,
7: Gina's got a song that we think might make a great Bond theme, so a vodka martini oh. would have been fine as well. Oh. <laughs>
0: well <laughs> next time, oh, how next about time. the ball? There we go.
7: Well, I'll figure out how to make
3: a vodka martini. (laughs) I'll have Teresa make them for us.
0: Okay, so uh, we're going to close the show with another song um, by one of your students, and it's called Skies of Gold by Matt Sauter. Mm -hmm. So we're going to close the show with that because we have our our second. Charles Francis coming up. So stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. Check
3: out the song, and this is by who again?
6: Uh, this is by Matt Sauter, yeah, and his Matt band Sager. names Adventure with Vultures. Ooh.
7: Ooh. Adventure with Vultures. Okay. Except there's only one of him. It's not a band. <laughs> oh. very confusing. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. <laughs> oh. The, the song, <laughs> He's is <got> called, vultures. <laughs> song is called "Skies of Gold," and um, again, amazing. check out Dime in Detroit. It's a great program. And uh, if you want to make a living doing what you love, it's a great program. Sure. So, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you and so much. Have a great
3: day. And remember, sometimes your only available transportation is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Roll your boat. Roll your boat down the stream with me tonight. Cause I can't swim. Well, I can't swim, and I know. That the water's cold as ice But as long as the hummingbirds They stay on alert And as long as the dogwoods grow Well, it must be summertime Your grass is cut in a perfect line And the sky Is gold Sing to me Sing to me, cherry lips Help soothe my soul And I don't need Well, I don't need No fancy couch, TV screens Inside my home Cause as long as The hummingbirds, they stay on high alert And as long as the dog grow well it must be summertime. The grass is cut in a perfect line, and the sky is gold. And our love is like the leaves when they fall from the trees, and our love is like the bees when they leave there. When I'm with you And I kiss you When I miss you Oh, I could die So lay with me Lay with me In the field As my face grows old Lie to me Will lie to me say my chivalry is my best quality Cause as long as the hummingbirds they stay on high alert And as long as the wants ones grow Well it must be summertime with grass cut in a perfect line in the sky is gold. Cause our love's like the leaves When they fall from the trees And our love's like the bees When they leave their high Oh, I'm so alive When I'm with you And I kiss you When I miss you, baby Oh I could die so row boat. boat down the stream with me tonight.
1: This is a previously recorded episode.